host, Sasha the Catalyst. I'm so glad you're here. This episode is all about the G-Center. Uh, the G-Center is basically the, the onboard um, center of self-love and direction. Uh, I almost called it the GPS, but that's not entirely true. Uh, the GPS is really our strategy and authority in the human design gra body graph. Um, but the G-Center is the, it's called the magnetic monopole. And so it, as a monopole, so it's got one, it only attracts basically. It doesn't attract and repel like other magnets. It just attracts. And it's important to know uh, because you can tell whether your G-Center needs to be calibrated by what you're attracting in your life. And I will, uh, we'll talk a little more at the, at the end of this episode about how to calibrate the G-Center. Um, but for now, just what you need to understand is that it attracts. So it's constantly attracting to you new experiences, new people, um, new invitations. If you're a projector, new things to respond to. If you're a generator, um, so lots of, uh, and if you're a reflector, it's attracting to you new things to sample and taste, new items on the buffet of life. And if you're a manifester, it is attracting to you new inspiration, new things in new things of beauty and inspiration in your outer realm that help you to come up with those wonderful initiating ideas in the inner realm. So it's important. You can see why as a bandant, why it would be super important that this thing be calibrated, right? Because if it's not calibrated, you're going to be attracting someone else's dreams, right? If you, if you think you're, um, Joan of Arc, you know, you're going to attract things that Joan of Arc would care about. If you, if you really are, know yourself and know what it is you're looking for, um, a lot of us were fans of, um, The Secret back in the, in the, I guess, but that was right around, right in the early 2000s. The Secret is basically describing this, this unseen magnetic pull that we have on things in the outer realm, in the physical world, um, and it's it's inherent into our into our our well our being into our our design, and um, so that doesn't necessarily mean that we should get everything that you know our minds can think of because it's not the center of the mind it's the center of the soul, so we are always attracting to ourselves what our soul needs in order to develop. Again, if it's not calibrated, you'll be attracting things you don't want a lot. You'll have, if you're a generator, you'll be attracting a lot of things that that. Um, that make you feel like you want to go, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so, and that's how you'll, that's your sign that you'll know that you are going to need to uh, recalibrate. Okay, so let's just talk about the G-Center for a little bit and we'll get into how to recalibrate in a little bit. Um, the G-Center is the yellow diamond in the center of the body graph. It's usually yellow on most charts. Some I've seen a lot of fancy charts out there now that are using different colors. I think that's wonderful. But for the sake of um, simplicity and clarity, uh, in traditional human design, it's yellow. And it is it, it houses eight gates, um, the top three and the bottom one. So we've got seven, one, and 13 at the top. And the bottom one is number two on the bottom uh, of the diamond. Those make up the four gates. Let me make sure I've got my facts right. The four gates of direction. Yes, the four gates of direction. So I kind of look at those four as like north, south, east, and west. But if you, um, I do want you to pause that, this episode and pull up your chart. Um, if you have like genetic matrix or 
something like that. I have a an affiliate link so you can get a free account to Genetic Matrix. If you don't have it, it's down in the show notes. Um, but anyway, I want you to pull up your chart with a, the Chinese Mandela behind it because it'll be easier to see these gates with that Mandela behind it. Um, but those four gates basically make up um, a, f- a cross, for a diagonal cross across the Mandela. And that's called the cross of the... Uh, I just lost my place. That's called the cross of... Oh, yeah, the cross of the Sphinx. Okay, so those are... That's the incarnation cross that might... that. It really embodies like a unique direction or a unique approach to life. And the um, the other four gates in the G Center are uh, the 10, the 15, the 46, and the 25. And these are the gates of, of love, um, the gate, the cro- and make up the cross, the incarnation cross of the vessel of love. And uh, they literally on the Mandela make like a north, south, east, and west, or like a, a cross, if you will. So... Um, incarnation cross um, isn't necessarily a Christian cross isn't necessarily a Christian term it just means that they go um, exactly parallel to each other and make an an X or a cross depending on which part of the Mandela it's um, it's rotated on okay but it's always uh, two lines that make exact 90 degree angles in the center okay so um, we're going to talk about the four gates of direction first and then we'll jump down. I usually go around the gate, you know, like in a, in a clockwise fashion. Um, but in this case, I'm going to tell I want to describe the four gates of direction and then the four gates of love because they're slightly different, even though they're how all both housed in the G center. So the four gates of direction are uh, gate one, the gate of self-expression. So this is our capacity for creativity. Like um, I call this gate, the gate of the artist. Then we have gate 13, the gate of the listener. The gate of the listener does not necessarily mean you are, if you have this gate, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a natural listener. One of my children has gate 13, and it actually tells, retells a lot of stories from the past. Um, partly that's because he's also got the gate 33 on the throat. But, um, but anyway, the gate of the listener often can hear people's secrets or hear like the things you're saying without words. Um, and it's often is a, they're the people that kind of curate the stories of other people from the past. Um, gate seven is the gate of the role of the self. Gate seven connects to gate 31 to make the channel of um, the alpha. And um, so this is a leadership gate. Now, gate seven is more of like, who am I in this group? Whereas gate 31 is more like, um, using the democratic process to make sure everyone's heard and then leading with the the feelings and thoughts of the collective um, supporting you. So like a kind of like being elected into office. Um, okay, and then at the bottom of the of the G Center is gate two, the gate of the direction of self. Now this gate um, is actually the one is according to traditional human design is, it, people with this gate have a very strong connection to their higher self and get a lot of direction like in from that internal nonverbal place. And so, um, yeah, it's basically called the director or the driver of the gra- body graph. If um, so I think that'd be a kind of a cool gift to have that highlighted in your chart. I don't have that. So, 
Um, then the four gates of love, gate 15 is the called the gate of extremes because this gate can go from like um, being a night owl to suddenly being a morning person. They don't, um, it means an extreme in extreme experiences like hot and cold. Um, but it also is called the gate of the love of humanity. And so um, they, this, this gate has an energy where it's sampling the extremes to try to find where humanity would be best served. Um, also then there's in the gates of love, there's gate 10, which is the gate of the behavior of the self, like loving oneself or loving, loving being who you are, um, celebrating yourself. And gate 25 is the gate of the spirit of the self, um, which is more about universal love. Um, so like the love of, uh, yeah, universal principles, universal love, unconditional love, um, and retaining innocence despite circumstances. And if you're wondering where I'm reading this out of, it's, I'm reading it out of a manual for cellular transformation called Living Your Design. Um, it's a student manual from traditional human design. Um, uh, although I do not take classes from uh, traditional human design, my teacher is Karen Curry Parker with Quantum Human Design. Um, I just happened to have ordered this book a, a long time ago. And like I like the way that they describe the gates of the G-Center. So that's what I'm using today. Um, gate 46 is the last gate of love, and that's called the gate of determination. And this is all about loving um, loving your, your body or not loving being in the experience you're, you're having right now or not. Um, <laughs> so anyway, or not. <laughs> um, okay, so those are the gates of, of the G-Center. Um, now, if I want to take a trip to northern Minnesota with you in my mind for a minute, when I was about 12 years old, my father took us on a trip, my brother, little brother and I and his girlfriend at the time and her son, to the boundary waters of um, boundary waters are called boundary waters because while you're on the water you can cross over into Canada and um, while we when you the interesting thing about the boundary waters is that your compass the closer you get to um, a certain point on the boundary waters they your compass begins to become unreliable because of the magnetic change that's happening as you get closer to the North Pole and I mean, we're not talking like that super north, but it does fuzz out your your um, your old style compass for a little bit. So anyway, one of the most important things about a compass that's going astray while you're in the wilderness is to not get upset about it. Um, and I was felt really blessed back then that my dad had been through the Boundary Waters so many times. He really didn't rely on his compass at all because he knew where he was going and where we were. But um, when we got back south and the compass was ready to work again, he had to calibrate it to north in order for it to make sure it was working so that he could rely on it, right? And so like I said, um, I want to talk a little bit today about how to calibrate the, the G-Center so that you're getting reliable information from it. Um, okay, so we need to kind of zoom out of the G-Center and take a look at the whole body graph. I've described for in an episode before how, um, how the creative process works. So you, we start, let's start at the top at the head. Divine inspiration comes down through the head 
and then it goes back out into the aura and cut back out into the outer realm, which is the physical world, right? And comes back through our aura, through the bottom. Okay, so you get this inspiration that um, I'd like to go to Vermont on a ski trip someday, okay? <laughs> I don't even ski, but this is just an example, right? So you get this divine inspiration like, oh yeah, that'd be a great idea. That's not the time to act on that yet, right? We're still in the creative process stage one where the seed was planted in our head center. <laughs> then it goes back. So you say, oh, cool, that's great. And that's actually, you can use that energy, like I talked about in the episode with the head center, to just flip it back on God and or source, whatever you call it, and say, cool, that's a great idea. How do you want to do that? You know, how do you want to get us there? And then let it, let the universe let source bring down, bring through your root center a sense of timing when we're going to go and then into the sacral, yes or no, we're going to go on this date, right? So there's a whole lot of formatting channels. If you let the source bring, you know, through that grounded state of yours up through the body, then we get to the G center and we get the more specific directions about when to go or whatever. And for some, for half of us, we have to follow our set our wave, right? And wait out the, the wave of the solar plexus before we even get to the part where um, we have clarity that yes, that's what we want and allow that attraction process to start happening. Um, some of us just get the inspired idea. I mean, it's okay to say that's a cool idea, but I don't want to do that <laughs> and not attract it to ourselves. Like, oh, that's a cool idea. That must be for someone else. We can just speak a blessing and say, oh, that's a cool idea. I've don't really want to go to Vermont, but, you know, just say a quick prayer. I hope everybody that's traveling to Vermont this summer, this winter, uh, is safe and um, and has a great time and f- has a spiritual experience and encounter with, with God. So um, you can just turn those inspired ideas into a prayer. That you don't have to say, oh, every inspired idea is for me, you know. Anyway, so once we get to the attraction process where the idea is now coming up through the root with clarifying divine timing and then coming through the sacral about what we're going to do and then coming to the G-Center, if our G-Center, and this is all being attracted through the root, through the sacral center by that magnet, that magnet that we hold in our soul, that G-Center, it's a magnetic monopole. So it's attracting to us what we think we deserve. Now, did you hear what I said? Not what we deserve, but what we think we deserve. So our G-Center is calibrated by our beliefs about ourselves, by, about what we think we deserve. And so the best way to calibrate the G-Center so that it's accurate to true north for you is to practice self-love, like complete acceptance of who you are. But the trouble is, as parents, I mean... I didn't grow up with human design in my life. I am still figuring out who I am. And maybe you are too. So um, so studying our human design chart is helping us to get to know ourselves and to accept without judgment who we really are. That's what calibrates that G-Center to be able to attract what we really do want, what our soul really does need for its evolution in this world, um, in this incarnation. So... Um, and for, and I, I don't want to discount the, the, you know, like there's an old saying out there that says, you know, pray. If nothing changes, at least you'll change, right? So prayer sometimes is 
the pro like not getting your prayer answered the first time doesn't necessarily mean that God isn't listening. It may just mean that you're in a process of increasing the water table of self-love, you know, and self-acceptance inside your G-Center before God will answer because you wouldn't believe that you deserved the answer that God's giving. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, oh, and I wish I had more time in this episode because I have a great story about, um, like, I didn't believe that I could afford the house that I'm living in right now <laughs> 10 years ago. So um, I hope somebody reminds me to write it, about this in, the, in an email somewhere um, because it's a great story, but I wouldn't have been, I could not attract to myself a house the size. Uh, and it's not a mansion. It's a four-bedroom house, but... Um, but it is, it's the biggest, nicest house I've ever, I have ever personally lived in. And I would not have been able to attract that house to me 10 years ago. I didn't believe that I could afford it. See what I'm saying? So if God had answered my prayer 10 years ago, I would have dismissed it going, oh, no, no, that's great, but I can't afford that. <laughs> so, all right. So I guess I told the short story anyway. Um, all right. I have for you a gift. Um, I have just released, it's hot off the presses, a human design parenting celestial self-care guide on my website so if you go to my homepage, there's a place where you can run a free chart go ahead and run the free chart and then it'll prompt you to buy this human design parenting it'll have a little green button that says buy human design parenting celestial self-care guide and it um, is several pages it depends on how many gates you have in your body graph that are defined but several pages i'm going to say a minimum of 50 pages for most people sometimes closer to 80 pages or 100 pages depending on how many gates you have to find but it goes through and it's got journal prompts for reflection and helps you kind of narrow down your energy i i always say that if you um if you ever <laughs> i used to work in retail so i had to learn to identify counterfeit hundred dollar bills and the way that you can best identify a counterfeit $100 bill is by studying a real one. Because then when you see a fake one, you go, oh, that's not right. And you can, you may not be able to put your finger on why it's not right, but it just doesn't look quite right. And so I want you to study your hundred, your your true self, your, your actual chart, and get to know it and know what your true north is and know. Um, so some of the things that we cover in the workbook, I'm so excited about it. It was divine inspire, inspiration, honestly. Um, so you'll find out how your aura type affects your parenting. You're going to find out um, your biggest asset in your parenting and how to lean into that and be able to be on your A-game more often. You're going to find out the one thing in your parenting that you absolutely do not want to live without. You're going to also learn how to transform some of your more mundane <laughs> mundane aspects of parenting life. You know, like the drudgery of laundry and all that stuff into magical moments. And of course, you're, we have a... Um, love languages we have a way to find out your love language in your chart i'm so excited about that and what spiritual gifts that you were born with and of course a celestial self-care guide wouldn't be complete without a section on self-care tips based on your human design chart i'm so excited about it um, i can't wait for you to grab a copy um, it's very affordable and it is like i said this, um, maybe I haven't said it on a podcast yet, but this year, 2024, is going to be a celestial roller coaster. And so it is going to be so important for us to prioritize self-care in the 12, the 12 months ahead. It is a celestial roller coaster. We're already in the middle of it. You're probably already feeling tender and a little um, vulnerable. That, that's some of the Aquarius effects recently. 
So you don't have to go into the roller coaster coaster blind either. If you, uh, again, go to my website um, and uh, subscribe to my newsletter, I will give you updates. I have a whole calendar, Google Calendar, that you can just add to your own calendar so you can kind of know what's happening with the planets. Again, it's not so much so that you can change anything or control it. I mean, you're we're on the ride. Buckle up, right? But really just um, the encouragement is to just really buckle down and take care of yourself because you deserve it. You deserve to be able to ride this ride and come out on the other side. All right, shalom.